My wife Teresa grew up with a, a dog named Duchess in her house. This was uh, her brother's dog that uh, I think he pawned off on the family, to be honest with you. I love my brother-in-law, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So they are raising this dog, Duchess, and uh, it's a Dalmatian. Duchess was really smart, uh, and she was a really good dog, um, but she was also crafty. Uh, she would take and hide food all over the house. Even though she was fed and she was a fat dog, she would take food and hide it, um, like like a lot of dogs do. But uh, the one time that comes to mind um, <clears throat> is the they made a peach cobbler, and they left it out on the stove top of the stove to cool, and uh, when they, the family went to church, and when they came home, the uh, the dish was was knocked off but it was completely empty i mean like it had been ran through the dishwasher and the dog had this look on its face of like what what you know like dogs do when they they know they've done something they shouldn't but there was no evidence yes there was a dog home by itself yes the peach cobbler was completely gone dishwasher type removal of cleanliness of this dish there's no proof that the dog had ate it it was not smeared all over the floor it was not all over the dog but there was one spot (laughs) the thing that gave Duchess away was the about two to three inch sticky circle on the top of her head. She had meticulously cleaned the peach cobbler off of her her face where she was eating it, off of the off of the floor and or oven from when the dish fell, you know, sloshing and whatnot. It was it was clean. The dish was spotless, but she had a sticky spot right on top of her head. You know, it it reminds me of uh, what the Bible says about us covering our sin. In Proverbs twenty eight thirteen, God's word says, "He who covers his sin will not prosper." Ever since Adam and Eve, our sinful instinct has led us to to cover our sin. Um, Charles Spurgeon one time said that the many ways we attempt to cover our sin is by excuses and justifications or we use secrecy or we'll even go so far as to lie about our sin or we'll make up schemes to evade responsibility of the action of our sin. We'll we'll, we'll cover our sin with time. We'll cover our sin with, with fake tears. We can even cover our sins with ceremonies or fake sacraments or traditions of worship or we're just we're just churchy everything's okay but it's out of our sinful pride that we cover our sin you see it's not just that we need to confess it it's not just that it's there we don't pretend it's not there we even go so far as to to hide it 
I think about when you're a kid or when I was a kid, I'll just speak for me. And I would, I would, you know, get a marker and take it off. Oh, wow. That smells cool. And, oh, wow. Look at that mark it made on the wall. You know, let me, I want to make a bigger one. And, whoa, look at that. Does that texture and... You know, I'm describing things as a kid that my mind didn't comprehend. It just looked cool. But then it would dawn on me. I just wrote on the wall with a marker. And my parents are going to see that. What would I do? I would leave the room and I would do what? That's right. I would close the door. I would close the door. Because I did not want them to see it. You go back to Adam and Eve when they, they disobeyed God. And their eyes were opened and they, they knew that they were naked. They, they knew that they were, they knew they had sinned. It wasn't their nakedness that was a sin. It was their disobedience to God that was a sin. But their eyes were opened and they had shame that they'd never had before. And so what did they do? They went and Adam took fig leaves and then he made aprons for them to cover them. Guys, so many of us hang on to sins in our life. Not, not openly. You know, we, we conceal them. We hide them. Our pastor just preached a, a, is preaching a series of messages on what does the Bible have to say about that and dealing specifically with the authority of God's Word in our life. And, and a couple weeks ago was the issue of pornography. And I don't mind saying on this forum as well, I, I stood in front of my church family and and told them that that is a, a sin that I have I have struggled with in my own life and even in my adult life. Now I praise God that, that He's given me victory over that sin and He's uh, allowed the way of escape out of those temptations, just as His Word has said. But that's an area that a lot of our a lot of our men are struggling with. I want to tell you that the word of God is true, that he who covers his sin will not prosper. But it doesn't stop there because that would leave us in our shame and in our guilt. That would leave us with no hope. But that's not what God's word has for us. Though God's word has, has hope for us. You see, uh, we, God and man, conceal sin. God conceals it in free, unbounded grace. It's covered through the blood of Jesus Christ and the death that He gave for us on the cross. But we cover ours in shame and hypocrisy. But the hope that He offers is what the rest of Proverbs 28:13 says, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. You see, it's natural to think that we got to drag this stuff into the dark because that's what the Bible says about us, that men love darkness because our deeds are evil. It's naturally that that's what we want to do, but that is not what gives us healing. That is not what gives us hope. That is what our enemy uses to shackle us into the chains of bondage of our sin. He keeps us in that, that prison that says nobody would ever love you if they knew this about you. Nobody would use you. Nobody, especially not God, would use you in his service if you let other people know about this sin in your life. Nobody would trust you. Nobody would love you. And that's 
what our enemy does. He narrates the hopelessness that we feel in our sin. But God has so much to offer outside of us. God has so much to offer that is greater than what our enemy can narrate to us because his word tells us that whoever confesses and forsakes our sins will have mercy. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You are not alone. But God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. I don't know, God. I don't know why God led my heart this way this morning. I just know that if you're holding on to sin, the Bible's promising you, you won't, you're not going to prosper that way. The enemy's got you captive. Turn over the keys to the king. <laughs> confess your sin. If it's against somebody, confess it to them. If it's, if it's need to be public but discreet, make it public so that everybody knows that you're not churchy, that you're not this perfect Christian that has everything figured out. You struggle as well. It doesn't have to go in depth and, and bear details that, that uh, are going to just hurt others. But maybe it's just a, a good old-fashioned accountability with a brother or a sister that you know and trust to keep you walking with God. Go to them. Make it real. Make it right. Whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. I don't know what kind of day it's been for you. I don't know what kind of of week or month or year you've had. If you've been hiding in your sin, I know know that feeling. I'm here to tell you there's victory in Jesus.